But the camera is straight on Oak. Oh, he tweaked. He's dominant. So Oak go, hey, man, stop videoing me. So dude go, huh? He act like he couldn't hear him. Huh? Nigga. <laughs> Oak stood up. <laughs> Slip. <up>. Meanwhile, <laughs> big ass cloud. <laughs> a big 610, 611. Mean ass. I will smack the shit out you, cloud. That's this phone. What'd I say? Stop videoing me. He said, yo, man, I'm FaceTiming. I'm not videoing you. So he looked at the phone and said, oh, all right. I ain't know you was FaceTiming. How you doing? Welcome to the Underground Lounge, where the humor can get dark and real conversations start. I am your boy, Lou Will. To my left is my co-host, Spank Horton. What's up, Brody? Yeah, yeah. What's good, baby? Ain't nothing, man. I ain't yeah. seen you in a minute. How you digging the new setup? All right, man. Hey, this is sexy right It look here, like man. we having our way, don't yeah, it? We are. We are. Oh, all my God. This is all that NBA money, baby. Appreciate you. That's yeah. what we like to say. Yeah, Go comedy ahead. money don't look yeah. like this. Comedy money don't look Shit like me, this. Shit, me, we in the studio of a, <laughs> of a comedian. <laughs> we only got a space <laughs> in the studio of the actual comedian. Speaking mm. of speaking of comedians, man, your community, y'all been y'all been hot. Yeah, we on uh, fire right now. We on y'all fire on right some now. rap shit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. A, Shout out of, to Cat Williams. Shout out to Cat A lot of smoke in the air. A lot mm -hmm. of smoke in the in the city, man. What's uh? Man, catch me up, shit. I you know. I mean, you know, uh, Cat just did a two-hour and forty-five-minute interview on Club Shay Shay. Shouts out to uh, Onk Shannon. He had a uh, lot to say. You was involved. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. I wasn't solely involved, but my family member was involved. That's the same yeah, thing. That's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. your brother. But you know, a lot of people kept saying, "Yo, what is you talking for? He ain't mentioning your name." Ah. Let somebody play with your brother. Exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm gonna have exactly. some. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have something to say. What, what was your What was your take on some of it? Not. Uh, you know, we don't really get into the right. salacious bullshit. But uh, you know, it was it was it was a lot of hot topics. And because it's comedy, it feels more comfortable to speak about. Yes. Because it's it's a even though it's it's competitive and it's it's gonna be on wax in uh, hip hop terms. It's gonna, you, yeah, it's I don't I don't feel like nobody gonna get hurt. Right. <laughs> I just feel like this is, it's gonna get funnier and funnier. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And so and that's how it should be. That's how it should be. I appreciate the interview because at the end of the day, it helps comedy. It helps comedy. Everybody going on tour right now too. For sure. Everybody. We about to go back out. Uh, other people is out right now. Cat is out right now. I'm sure he's doing his thing. So it's gonna be dope. But you back outside. Yeah. Yeah. Back outside. That's gonna be the name of my tour. Back outside. Back outside hey, I appreciate it. Hey, look, yeah. charge to the game. I don't even worry about perfect, it. Perfect, perfect. But the interview was dope, though. It was, it was. But, you know, it was some, it was some BS in there, you know, calling Kev a plant. Like, when you call somebody a plant. Let's, addre let's address it because yeah. people say Kevin is a Kevin is a plant, or I've, I've heard the term plant. Mm -hmm. We You can't plant a motherfucking NBA. Either you can hoop or you right. can't. Right. And if you did get planted, we're going to make sure you get unrooted immediately. Right, right. Get your ass out of here. Right. You know who felt, who you could probably can say who felt was a plant? Not really was a plant because he could hoop, but because uh, they went at him. Uh, the Bulls, uh, Cool Coach. Fuck no. I know he wanted a plant, but the way Jerry Krause. No, no, nobody said it. I'm just saying. Oh, we'll, that's we'll how they felt fit. at that time. Right, you know what? Because the game wasn't international at that right, point. Right. The game right. wasn't international. So you wasn't you weren't really looking for for a talent. They had the um man, God bless his soul. Mm -hmm. His his name is slipping me right now. 
that was from overseas that passed away, played for the Nets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other uh, Petrovic, Petrovic. Petrovic. Yeah. So before that, the game hadn't gone overseas. It mm -hmm. hadn't reached to where it's now five of our top ten players, without even thinking, are definitely guys uh, from across the water. So that, that wasn't a – but, Easily, but yeah. yeah, Tony Kukoc can fucking oh, yeah. hoop. Oh, Tony yeah, Kukoc was my next door neighbor for a while, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been, get, I've been getting it. Yeah, but I just remember the Olympics yeah. when Jordan and Pippen, they switched up on him every time. We're going to make sure he don't score. Right. Like, wow. And, but you know what that was? The same as comedy. That was just competition. That was mm -hmm. a competitive nature. And then it, then they ended up linking up. But back to what, back to yeah. what you were saying about him yeah. saying that Kev was a plant. Because when you say he a plant, that means he didn't put no work in. That yeah. means... Some white people discovered him and said, oh, my right. God, we put him in everything. But, but how can, So Kev did come out hot. From the time that I knew Kev yeah. and the time I felt like I was watching him on TV was almost immediately. Tell me how that can be the process. Because, you know, obviously Kevin is a, a transcendent talent, right? Yeah. So he's one of the biggest, biggest comedians in the game. And once you, once you think about that, it's special rules for special talent. Exactly. So his, his route might have been expedited based yeah. on who he is and who he was and who he proved to be at that time. So tell me, tell, tell me about his route and being a part of it. Like what was Kevin's upbringing yeah. from that, from that point of view where it, it was bubbling to him, right. Taking off into where it is now to cat feeling like he was a plant because of that. Right. I'm I'm, I'm going to give you, it's, it's two different routes, just like how it is with the NBA, NBA, high school, college. Then you go to the NBA. Then you got overseas players who play overseas. They professional at 13, 14. So they didn't get drafted here when they were 18. Right. They didn't get drafted at 18. But if you live in the States, you can't get drafted. You got to do a year you or two in college your, now. You got to do your time. I'm saying? So basically with comedy, you got two different circuits. You got the, it's sad to say it, but they call one circuit the Chitlin circuit. <laughs> you already know what the Chitlin but circuit we get is. But we love the Chitlin yeah, circuit. Yeah, we love the Chitlin circuit. Yeah. The Chitlin circuit is us. Like, we call that the right. Chitlin circuit. Something then we can call our own. Yeah, then we call it. Because we always take some negative shit and turn right. it into and turn, a positive. Exactly. And, exactly. and make it more so, endearing for us. So the Chitlin circuit is basically how you come up in comedy because, you know, you're black. You do all the black rooms. You make a name for yourself. Then hopefully after, like, 10 years, you've been, like, killing it for so long. You did the comic views. You did the Def Jams. You start killing for so long now people know who you are now you mm -hmm. become a household name right so a lot of people seen you on comic view they seen you on right. dev jam they seen this because i watched kevin put in fucking tons of work should i watch you put in tons of work exactly but see kev didn't go the whole chitlin route right. he went mainstream route mainstream route is new york you go to the white clubs so when you go to these white clubs there's not that many black comedians going up because right. with the white clubs there's too many rules Right. You got to bring this many people to come to watch you perform. You got to sign Two drink up. minimum. Two, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of rules. So a lot of black people. Like, why we do that? Why we do that? Yeah. <laughs> as hard as shit is for us, yeah. why the right. fuck when we get right. in position to right. make it easy, right. we make it harder for ourselves. Is that to keep a lot of the bullshit out of the building? I think so. That's basically what it is. That's basically what it is. If you really want it, then you're going to do this. Right. So in the mainstream route, where it's not a lot of black comedians, the white comedians uh, taking over, you might as well say. Because let me ask you this: Do yeah. you think that's more? Is that beneficial? Yes. To ha to have that that type of culture where listen, y'all really want to be in here is a two drink minimum. Because sometimes in environments like that, for me, I'm, and I'll probably go down a rabbit hole with this shit. Mm -hmm. But it's like you you strip away the point of being there. Like you go you if you go to a club, right? Motherfuckers search you like it's TSA. Mm -hmm. You they gonna charge you fifteen hundred to sit down. <laughs> it's a four hundred bottle. That's a forty dollar bottle when you bottle, leave bottle. out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, they, valet is a hundred dollars for a parking spot that 
It's two dollars during the daytime at the pay toll. <laughs> it's like you do so much shit to make it not fun when the environment is supposed to be fun. I wonder why right. we do well, that because you go to the same club on a yeah. on a white night, so to speak, or mm-hmm. international night. Bottles are cheaper. Completely different environment. Yeah, yeah. sections completely is cheaper. different environment. It is. It is. I've noticed that one time going to different clubs on one of them Chitlin Circuit night and one of them mainstream night. Right. I'm like, wow, it's so much cheaper here tonight. Right. I think I'm gonna come back on this night. But with with comedy, it's the same. It's just that you got the mainstream. So if you go on the mainstream and I say on a show, it's ten white comics, mm-hmm. two black comics. Who's gonna stand out? The, the two black, black comics. comics. So yeah. if it's agents and managers in that room. And they see you. Because they unicorns short. in that room. Yes, you unicorns right. in it. So when they see you, oh, I think I can work with this guy. I think yeah. I can work with this guy. On the flip side. Yes. Oh, shit, Jack Harlow in, in rap. Exactly. You know Eminem in rap. Like, yeah. it's, it's the same difference. Like they got the talent to match it, but it's a certain set of eyes that's mm-hmm. going to be on them from the jump because they just look different than what, what the norm is yep. for that position. So Kev, Kev went mainstream route. Went mainstream route. And that's Dave how Chappelle he, went that's mainstream he, route. Chris right. Rock went mainstream route. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Murphy, mainstream route. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's where a that's lot of- That's not a plant. Yeah, it's not a plant. That still work. Yeah, it still work. Yeah. So when you go the mainstream route, you get you a manager, you get you an agent. Then from there, they put you in festivals. It's this thing called Montreal Festival. This is like the biggest comedy festival there is. A lot of comedians went there and got deals. That's what happened with Kev. Kev went there. I forgot what year he went. He went, did well, got a deal. When he got the deal, he's like, whoa. And that's a rule. It was like a rule on the East Coast. Hey, don't move to LA until you get a deal. Because right. it's expensive as hell out there, so you want to be able to pay your bills, so make sure you get a deal first. So Talk when he got it. his deal, that's when he moved out here. Right. But remember, he did Paper Soldiers already, because he was in New York a lot. Dame Dash started coming to the club, saw the comedians, and he picked out a bunch of comedians. Can't one the only comedian in Paper Soldiers? Right. It was a good eight or nine comedians. And in can there. we just stop for a second and yeah. give Dame Dash his flowers? Like, he's way before his time. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Shouts out to Dame. Time, but go ahead. Because you rolling. I want to hear what you're going to do. We're going to invite Dame on the show. That's what we're going to do. All right. Cool. You know, like a tour now. You know, a lot of Every podcasts. Every time I see Dave on the podcast, he yeah. chumping out whoever podcast he on. Oh, he I ain't trying to get chumped out by Dave Dash. Bro. I just, I just ain't in You're the mood. You're going to give him his flowers, I but I got Yeah, you. I ain't in the mood for it. Big fan from Upper State <laughs> Back. But go ahead, bro. I want to I wanna hear more what you So what he you did Paper Soldiers. Uh, he did Death of a Dynasty. These was all Dame Dash movies or right. whatever. So that gets him out there more. So Cat said, yeah, who you know move to L.A. out of nowhere and get a TV deal in a movie? Well, first of all, Soul Plane wasn't this big-time mainstream movie. Right. <laughs> it was a small movie, but it was a director that used to do videos. Shouts out to Jesse Terrero, who did uh, a bunch of videos, and he moved into the directorial space of doing movies. So he and did Soul Plane. He watched Paper Soldiers. He saw Kev. He said, oh, let me put Kev in this movie. But he put a bunch of other comedians in the movie as well. Correct. But, you know, Kev was the leader or whatever. So that's how that all worked. And while Kev was in L.A., he had a development deal. Just because you got a development deal, that don't mean you're going to get a TV show. Right. You got to work on it. Right. What's a a development deal? A development deal is basically like a holding deal with a record company. Basically like, y'all, I'll give you a little couple of hours. They own the rights to your material just and they're cut you an advance just right. to see what you make of it. See what you make of it, And basically. then they'll double back. If you got some shit going on, then they put the machine behind you. Right. That's okay. And, that, and that's basically what a development deal is with the TV. Got then you. when he came up with a great idea for a TV show, I forgot what network. It was CBS, ABC, one of them networks. And they was like, oh, no, this, we like this. Let's try to shoot it. Let's go from there. All right. So that's how all that happened, man. He still did the hard work. That's why I ain't like the whole plant thing. Because like, now you're taking away his hard work. You right. know what I'm saying? So other than that... I love uh, when he said he could do a 4-4, <laughs> and he proved it. And, and, and look, and we talked about that. 
Cat Williams said, I'm a specimen. <laughs> I can run a faux faux right now. And that motherfucker sure as it. it get dark outside. He did it. Fucking booking it. And I, you know, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm a family friend of the right. plastic cup boys. Right, 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 right. But Kev, we done seen what happened when your ass raced. Yeah, man. And we Ooh. see what, what happened. We ain't seen Cap race nobody yet. We never, we never. He but was in there I'm by himself. I'm a bet on Cap. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a bet yeah, on that's, Yeah, that's <laughs> Because the last time we saw Cap. Form alone. And we seen Cap form? Form alone. I think I'm going to go with Cap. Cap can go roll. Right. But you know what? One of the other things I found interesting about that that Cat Williams interview was how how much he exposed the art of joke stealing. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was such a prominent thing or, a f well, obviously it's going to be frowned upon. This is my mm -hmm. material and right. you stealing my shit. But it's a whole lot of fights on the ground that y'all don't even know. Yeah, so, but that's fights. what I'm saying. So if we don't, if we didn't get anything from yeah. that crazy ass yeah. interview, and shout out to Uncle Shay Shay because mm -hmm. I thought he did a tremendous job. But if we don't get anything from that, it created an, an competitive environment yeah. that we've never seen in comedy that made yeah. it so interesting to us because we love comedy. Right. We always champion our comedians. So to see the competitive spirit of it comes out, it's like, oh, y'all just like us. Yes. Yeah, y'all yes. ju just like us. What's, what's your opinions on, on motherfuckers joke stealing? <sighs> joke stealing, man. It's, <laughs> it's tough, man, because it's been times when I felt like I thought of a joke that I never heard nobody say before. Right. I went to a show. I see a comedian, he performs, he does the joke. Now I know, I'm in, matter of fact, I'm in Atlanta. And I, don't, I can't remember if it was Carlos Miller or if it was K-Dub. I never even told oh, them we this. we can't put that old Carl, I like no, 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 no. I'm not saying they stole the joke. Oh, right, what I'm saying ahead. is we thought alike. Right. So A lot of that shit is point of view too. A lot of, it is, it is. We, but Listen, from state to state, coast to coast, yes. you grew up in the hood, in a city, a lot of the experiences are the same, bro. Right, right. So when I go to Atlanta, mind you, I'm doing this joke in Philly, New York, Jersey. Kill it. I come to Atlanta to work out, perform, basically. So uh, I don't know. I can't remember if it was Carlos or K-Dub. It was one of them, though. Both my uh, – shouts out to K-Dub. Shouts out to uh, Carlos Miller, 85 South Show. They're my guys. So they on stage. I'm in the back waiting to go on, and I hear a joke about – that I usually do. I was like, oh, shit, I got the same joke. But I know they didn't see me because, mind you, I know these guys. So I know they didn't see me do the joke before. I got before. a question about that. I, never, I, I ain't gonna right, cut you off. Go ahead, right. go ahead. I never seen them do the joke before until now. So I'm like, I can't do that joke no more because I seen them do it. I'm not even gonna tell them that right, you do that. So joke. that's that's so that's what I want to ask. So yeah. in, in hoop, yeah, we got scout reports. Right. So they come out as soon as I check in the game, and you can hear the coaches and the scouts yelling, "Hey, don't let them go left. Yeah, pump fake, stay down. He's right. going left, fade away." And it's like, what do you do in a moment where you feel like? Damn, they know my shit. Do right. you call an audible or do you just scratch that shit all the way? I scratch it. Because if you're if, if you're gonna perform before me, I gotta scratch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna hit a joke twice. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? And let me say the joke because I wanna say the joke because I never told them the story. So hopefully they hear him like, oh shit, you still that joke too. Yeah, I did, but I didn't take it from you. Right. Right? I saw you do it, so I stopped doing it. Basically, it was, uh, it was a joke about uh, uh, age joke. I said, yo, men and women uh, take the age test differently. I said, women take the test. They go down to the doctor, set appointment, take the test, get the results, come back. They good. 
I said, men take the test. They send their girl down to the doctor, let her take the <laughs> test. She come back, she good? Well, I'm good. Well, I got, yeah. Right, that's a, simple, that's a simple joke that a lot of probably from a male perspective. Right. So when I saw one of them do it, I was like, oh, I can't do that joke no more. That's all I did. I didn't go, yo, you a joke thief. And it, right. Like, I know you never seen me perform before. Well, I know you seen me perform before, but I know you ain't seen me do that joke before. You know what I'm saying? But, so I just scratched it. But joke stealing is- It's a real thing though. It's prevalent. In, in, in the community and it very is. frowned upon. Has it, it ever, it, does it get physical about jokes? Yes, can it, it can it get physical about well, a joke? There's a lot of fights in the, uh, in the comedy world that a lot of people don't know about, man. See, that's a what lot. we love. From your Martin Lawrence's yeah. from back in the day. That's fights, what we love. Bro. Y'all got to get on y'all TMZ <laughs> shit now. Y'all got to keep the cameras rolling. You know, rappers, entertainers, the cameras are fucking right. rolling right. at all times. No, so, it definitely is. It definitely is. But I'm glad that that interview was needed, though. No bullshit. The yeah. interview was needed for the comedy world because the underground comedy world is not really known like that unless you go to comedy clubs, your local comedy clubs. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not familiar with the underground communities. They're familiar with the communities on TV. Right. So all they know is the Cats, the Kevs, the Jamie Foxx, the uh, D.L. Hughley, the right. Steve. They only that's know the ones that's on you TV. You know, my favorite shit, I call you every yeah. Monday. I want to go see up-and-coming right. comedians. Right, right. Yeah. That's the best comedy is the underground because those are the guys that's hungry and they want it. And whoo, I'm trying to say, if you really want to see some pure comedy, go to your local comedy club. Trust me. You're going to see some shit like, oh, shit, he's funny as hell. God damn. But that's that's the game. That's the game. You ever stole a joke? I never stole a joke. Never stole a joke. I was... I was. Uh, Were you inspired? <laughs> you're gonna be inspired by a joke. Nah, I'm talking shit. You're gonna be inspired because you're gonna hear a joke. I'm like, you know, damn. you ask a motherfucker a question one way and try to find a, try to uh, another way. Yeah, try to find a new <laughs> angle. See, see, you'll get inspired because you're here joking. Like, damn, why I ain't thinking that? Right. You know what I'm saying, but uh, I had got questioned about doing a joke. I'm on tour and uh, I do a show out here at the Hollywood Improv. And a comedian, shouts out to, uh, God damn it, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now, still in my mind. It's gonna come to me though. He does the joke, he goes on before me. So I'm like, he does the joke, so I said, all right, I gotta scratch that, I can't talk about that. It was a cell phone joke. It's about, yo, how guys be when they get their cell phone and they run a girl, and your girl say, hey, can I use your phone? It's like, what you wanna use my phone for? Why don't you just use your phone? Well, my phone died, well, charge your phone up, and then when it charge back up, use your phone. And then there's other little aspects you talk about the cell phone. So he did that, so I said, ah, I'm gonna scratch that tonight, I'm not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So a week later, I think I did another show in LA, he was in the audience. I said, you know what, let me do my cell phone joke, so you won't think I stole from him. Did it right in front of him, killed it, get off, he comes approach me at the end. I didn't know him. The reason why I didn't approach him at the first show because I didn't know him. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm not going to approach you because I don't know you like that. I don't want you to take it the wrong way. But now he approached me like, yo, you stole my joke. And I said, bro, I didn't steal your joke, bro. Trust me. I didn't. You was on the show with me. You went on before me. So I couldn't do the joke too. I'm not going to touch the same su subject that right. you touched. That's just stupid. Right. And we had different scenarios with the joke, but at the end of the day, it was a cell phone joke. It's like having yeah. your gas is too, gas is so high now, damn. A lot right. of comedians gonna have a similar That's joke to that. That's gonna be a common joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, so I, hey, that was the only time I was ever been accused. Welcome welcome to the party, because in, in, in basketball and sports, I feel like our, our veil has been lifted so much with social media and yeah. so, much, so much access. The NBA, I think the NBA is the number one sports league in the world because early on they took a WWE approach to presenting us as what bigger than bigger than basketball. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like so much access. You got the 30 for 30s. Mm -hmm. 
Now you got the Stephen A's and you mm-hmm. got the guys that's behind the scenes with their sources and mm-hmm. it's so so many. They be lying too. They be lying about. Of course sources. they lying about their sources. <laughs> I can be a my fucking, source told me. I can be me. an anonymous source right. if I smoke enough. You know what I'm saying? I can convince myself of some bullshit <laughs> and just say that that's what's that's what's going on. But because you have so much access right. to what's going on in our lives outside of basketball, that has made us bigger. Uh, Parts of the entertainment world, so yeah. so now some of your some the veil is coming off of some of our comedic heroes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in that in that clip, he was he was going at Cedric the Entertainer, who's one of my heroes in right. comedy. It was like you're putting goggles on people mm-hmm. that you've never had on before, and you're looking at them like, yeah, come on now, hey. Because look, 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 because I gotta say something that hurt my motherfucking feelings about that shit. <laughs> As a young boy, mm-hmm. I was a thousand percent convinced Steve Harvey got the most perfect hair a motherfucker ever seen, <laughs> man. So to hear anybody say anything different in detail and then have all of this stuff come out on social media to support right. it, we was like, nah, Steve. That, like, man, that man went bald-headed yeah, the following like, week. <laughs> fuck all the other shit that he was trying to put on Steve, right, man. Right, right. I ain't getting into that. That ain't right. my business, not my world. Right. But that hair? Yeah. No, I ain't going to lie. That hair was a time. I ain't going to lie. I used to tell my barber, hey, bro, you got to get a little sharper, man. Look we at need this. that Steve Harvey. <laughs> we need that Steve Harvey. Steve told us he was getting his shit cut every day, twice a day. Mm-hmm. He was paying his barber, which when we thought when we heard it the first time, we thought it was outrageous. He's like, right. I pay him a thousand dollars a week. And this was pre the hundred dollar haircut. Now yeah. you can't get your shit cut for less, no, than, less than sixty, a, yeah, sixty to eighty dollars. Don't let right. nobody make a house card. Shout yeah. out to my barber. Mm. Shout house out to shout out to mine too. Yeah. I, house call two fifty? I owe my I don't know. I owe mine some money. <laughs> shit. So cause my barber hang out with me too much okay, to, okay, for okay. me to Pay him every time I get my hair cut. All this free tequila and vibe. Yeah, he catch some immaculate vibes being around. So some of these is on the house. We ain't even gonna discuss it. What's up with that shorty you was talking to, bro? Yeah, that was all all me. Come on, bro. He sent his Apple request. I'm gonna send my Apple request. (laughs) However you want however you want to do it. But that was one of those things that I seen, bro. That. That shit tickled, that was something the, that that tickled all, the fuck out of me. That was something we all you knew. Can't, you can't tell me whether uh, that shit true or not. What's that? That's a, that, that, was a, that was a piece. What was the piece? The hair? The hair. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Tell me more. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, that's an old special that Steve Harvey did. I don't How know if was it was. that motherfucker so perfect, though? Know, that motherfucker was perfect. I ain't gonna lie. It was an old... I don't know if it was Y'all got to put Samuel L. Jackson on the screen every time we say motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was a special or what, but Steve Harvey was performing and the camera view got the back. Oh, no, I, just, I saw and that. And it was all oh, ball. So we knew. Car ain't got no roof. Yeah. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> so we knew. We knew. We, the comedy world knew. You know, because that's that's at a time where access is limited. Right. Like right, it's going right. to be one VHS of the show. Right. It's probably gonna be a fucking. If you could afford it, it was gonna be a real yeah. commercial. Other than that, <laughs> that's it. You had to just run into Steve when you ran into Steve. But yeah. now with social media, bro. No, that was real. He went ball a week later, bro. He said, "All right, it's a wrap. The gig is up." <laughs> you think? You think there's ever? You think there's ever a time where Steve address it? Mm-mm. I don't know Steve. I met him a couple times, but I don't like know him. But hearing from like his friends, 
It seems like he's changed so much. Like his his imagery has changed so much. Right. He's about not, what he's presenting to the world. Yeah, he's not going to address it. But if he do an interview, somebody's going to ask him though. So we'll see. We'll see. But I don't think he's nah, going to come out and address it. Because he had he had a place in his career. He's yeah. not even going to allow you to ask him nah, something nah. he don't want to be asked in the perspective that he want to because I talk about it. Uh, I watched one interview. Uh, shout out to Don D.C. Curry. He watched one interview. He's like, yeah, man, Steve a little sensitive. You know, one time we had a show years ago. I've been knowing Steve over 40 years. He said one show he was doing, he said he walked into uh, Steve's dressing room talking to him, and he said Steve was right under the ceiling fan. He said, hey, Steve, man, you might want to move, man. You don't want the ceiling fan to fuck up your toothpaste, bro. <laughs> he said, nah. Steve got mad at him. He talked to him for like three months. I said, damn. So, yeah, that shit yeah, got it. He ain't going to dress it. That shit got that shit got to be a real soft spot, and I, I also I, I pull from that, I, and I hate that we even still, but I like how we talking about it. Yeah, um, it's no malice towards. Yeah, Kevin a lot of that really. I, he said in that that he was feeling like he was sticking up for Bernie. Yeah, for Bernie Mac, and we love Bernie, man. Oh, Everybody, yeah. Bernie is the people's champ, oh, and yeah. we love Bernie oh, yeah. so much. And you know, he went into detail about. The, the kings of comedy and mm -hmm. how the show was structured and all of that right. stuff. Give me a, give me a, a a a backstage view of how shows work, especially when you got a bunch of powerhouse comedians on on a show together. All right, I did the uh, the Shaq comedy tour. Was it, was it Shaq All Star tour? I did probably like five six shows. I was actually on the tour. This was at the time when Kev was leaving comedy clubs and was about to jump into theaters. So I had to make a decision. Do I stay with the Shaq All-Star or do I roll back with my little bro? So I was like, ah. But even he did the Shaq All-Star. Yeah, he did the Shaq All-Star. That's what made me like, oh, man, I got the call to do it. Yeah. Let me go do it. So I did a couple shows. That That's was one me. of my favorite ones, too. Uh, yeah. Was, Kev was on that one. Uh, fucking Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson killed He killed that Tommy one. Tommy Davidson killed it. I even like when Sam came back. Sam was like, Sam, if you yeah. was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's, I think that's my favorite D. one. D. Ray Davis, Aries Spears. I think that was it. I think that was it. I hope I ain't forgetting nobody. Yeah, nah, that, that was, was it. it. Yeah, that was they, it. They all killed that one. That, so, one, that one was the flawless one. So the one I did, it was me. Well, if I'd have taped, because I didn't do the and whole And I tour. said even, even said, like, I love right. said. I don't yeah. know why I said it like that, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, the said was hosting it. Said yeah, was hosting yeah. it, yeah. So the one I did was probably 2000, I want to say 12 maybe, 11. Because his was 2009. I was probably like 11, I think. So I, I was on the tour. I did like five cities with him. It was me, Michael Blackson. Gary Owen, D-Ray, or somebody else. I can't remember. Oh, Capone. Shouts out to oh, Capone yeah. from New York. It was Capone. And uh, and sometimes it was Tony Robbins on a couple of them. So they was rotating comedians, too. They was rotating comedians. So if I'd have stayed on a tour at the end, I'd have probably taped, and then I probably could have, you know, I probably wouldn't have been a plastic cup boy. We right. never know. Right. But I knew my boy was ascending in the comedy game. So my bro, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with you, bro. So I roll with Kev on that. But no, nah, that that Shaq All Star Comedy Tour was a thing at a time. It was a thing. You yeah. should have went mainstream, dog. I probably should have went mainstream. I probably should. You know, you too. But black. I like where I'm at, though. You just like, black, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm all black, bro. I'm yeah. all black. Shouts out to Doctor Umar. I'm all black. One more thing. I, I was supposed to lead you to the black with the. <laughs> go ahead, lead that shit. No, I'm I, I got some shit to say about Doctor Umar. You want to go viral? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go viral. Come on. Yeah. Shouts I, out to Dr. Umar, man. He did a yeah. uh, podcast. He's going uh, viral now. 
Yeah, I don't be feeling a lot of that shit he be saying. I be feeling I be feeling a lot though. I'm not gonna lie. Paul. I feel like when 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 he's in his general teaching bag and he's trying to educate, mm -hmm. I can I can listen to that with an open mind. Now right. when he started getting personal, like he said, when Kobe died, it was conspiracy theory. That was and all some that. Yeah, like, that was I want it, I want it and I won't real smoke about that. Yeah, he like, blocked me after that. He blocked I'm me not, after that. Yeah, I'm not feeling I'm not yeah, feeling that feel shit that, yeah. at all. Like, you know, to a lot of people, Kobe is a you look at him as something that's not human because he was he was so magnifying and so popular. Like that's a person I I was with every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? To like me, to Kevin is somebody you with every day. You got right. a real relationship with that person. You done built with them. You know what I'm saying? And so when you when you wake up and you you hear somebody with so much influence and all of these ears on them say some shit like that, that shit is detrimental. And I wasn't I wasn't feeling that. So yeah, I wasn't. From listening to him from that perspective, I don't like a lot of that bullshit that he got to say. Yeah, that right there be the bullshit. But that's where someone like him, because you got to understand, people like comedians, we pop off. Basketball players, we pop off. Rappers, actors, pop off. These black activists, they don't really pop off like that. So they need to, to do little bullshit like that to pop off and then be able to give their message. At what cost, though? Yeah, some bull. It's definitely, it's definitely some bullshit. You get fucked up about that. No, it definitely is. Definitely yeah, is. Yeah, at what, at what cost? Right. But some of the shit he do say, I, I, I respect. I'm not going to lie. The whole keep the black wealth in the black family, marry a black woman. I get it. Now, he's not hating if you go marry a white woman. He's just yes, saying. Yes, he is. He's not. He's blatantly saying don't do. Yes, he's. Oh, no, no, no. no. He's blatantly no. saying no. don't fuck with white women and you, you're. Like you're a piece of shit if you fuck with a white woman. He's not. That, I yes don't think he he's is. saying that. I don't think he's saying that. Cause this, this is why I don't think he's saying that. My opinion. This is my opinion. Cause when he was on the uh, Button podcast, shout out to Joe Button on the Button podcast, he was on that man ass about who he was. He, yeah, but, who that but, man was but listen, in love but, with. Right, but listen, listen to what he said though. He said, "Look, uh, my apologies to her. No disrespect." And proceeded to fucking disrespect nah, everything just said, about that union. You can't keep black wealth in the black family if you marry a white woman. You can't. Right, but listen, can we agree to this? Yeah. A hundred percent of we'll never get anything a hundred percent. We won't. Anything. Right? Nobody. That's All perfect. Right, so cool. Perfection. So never if you that. got how many how many hosts on that show? It's M Melissa Ford is Melissa on that Ford. show. You got you got Joe. You got Joe. Um it's you five got guys. Ice. You got Ice. Ice. It's you five got. guys on that show. Yeah, it's five, yeah. The one guy with the white girlfriend. That's who you wanted to turn your attention to. So the percentage is no, 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 no. It was because that, that, that shit went viral too. When he was but, saying, and my opinion ain't shit because I only seen the clip. I didn't see the interview. So <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, 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 I just seen the clip. So fuck it. That's just but my no, opinion. no. What happened was he kept going back and forth with Dr. Umar. So after a while, Dr. Umar goes, "Hold on, I just thought about something. Are you half white?" He said, "No." <laughs> Are you dating a white woman? He said, "Yes." That's the reason you think the way you think. I said, thank <laughs> The way he pointed it out. But then he was like, no, I've always been objective about these types. But that ain't a hard stretch. Mind you, I don't give a fuck about nothing he say. So no, I he know, just, I know, I yeah. That was the person that you decided to, to turn your attention to. So I just don't I just don't be feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially when. We're going to get Dr. Wall up here. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. But in, but in real life, I touched a lot of communities in Philly. Right. No, no, no. That's another thing. Uh, damn, what's I his name? I touched a man? lot of communities. My name is certified in the in the community when it comes what's to when it comes to community guy? work. Them people done seen me boots on the ground. Yeah, because that's what hand he hand to hand passing shit out. Really, 
really touching the people. That's why I can I can say loud and proud, Philly is my second home. Right. And nobody will dispute that. Right. Where he from? Dr. Umar, Philly. Oh, all right. right. But, but, no, but it's the thing, Never though. seen you outside. Right. Not but, saying that he not outside. Not to say that he's not, right. But he does a lot of attacking. He does, he does. He talked about what Vanessa should be doing in the communities. Yeah. You don't know what that lady doing. You don't doing. know what that lady doing. You don't, you don't know don't. what impact that she's making on these don't. kids. I'm in women's basketball. Mm-hmm. I coach a, a, a young women's basketball team. I know what her impact is. Right. I know what the Mumble Foundation do to hey, these kids. Lou took kids. his glasses off. This shit getting real. Yeah, because I because sometimes you got to get some straightening with people that don't know what the fuck they talk about. You're not in our world. Right, that's real. That's real. You're not in our world, so you don't know the impact that that lady is having. And on top of that, don't ever attack no fucking, I don't care how long, she going to grieve forever. Hell yeah. Hell don't yeah. ever attack that lady. Hell Not yeah. only did she lose her husband, she lost her daughter in that shit. Yep. So if you don't have empathy for nothing, she lost nothing. her daughter. Exactly. Don't attack her for what the fuck she doing with anything she got going on. Respect, that's real right there. So I just don't, I don't like nothing about what he got going on when it comes when to. When it comes to talking like that, then you don't want to hear nothing I don't else. want to, be, and that makes me look at all his shit subjective. That's right. And I, and I have to deal with it. In the in the lens I want to look at it, right, no matter right. how knowledgeable that shit is, right. I'm still like he make a he make a point, but fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> you dig? I think that's how you know what I'm saying. Most of us look at him though. Right. I think that's how. But I ain't gonna lie, I still listen. See the thing about me, I'm down to have a conversation right, with him. Right, right. And, and and if we knock this fucking set over, that's cool too, <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, he's fucking he, he grown as fuck. I'm grown as fuck. Yeah. But I, I but I would like to tell him my perspective on right. some of the shit that he's had very strong opinions on right, that right. I have very strong opinions right. on. Shouts out to Ish. His name is Ish. That's who he was talking to. But Ish even told him the same thing. What you said? It said I probably Ish, employ yeah. I probably employ more black people than you do. That's what he told Doctor Umar and Vanessa Bryant do too. Yeah, and Doctor Umar, Doctor Umar said you probably do. <laughs> yeah, so. So, so, right, right. So, it's- shit the fuck up <laughs> and let everybody cook and do what they then mm-hmm. do what they do. Like, it's just a, it's a, just a few things I've heard from him that really hit nerves with me, bro. No, I get so, it. That hit my nerve too. And he blocked me after that. I'm not even gonna lie. He blocked me after that. But do you agree with him? Some of the things I do. Some of the things I do. Keeping black wealth in black neighborhoods. Yeah, I, doing I get, it black I, I get, on black. I get because it's like, it's like if you're a black man and you're wealthy and you marry a white woman, let's, let's keep it real. Black. Men dying at an early age than most men, correct? Black men die at an earlier age. Then okay. I mean, not far. Not black men. Men. Period. I die before to, women. I, I, my that's fault. Because what the fuck you was trying my to get fault. across? I didn't mean to say black men die before. <laughs> or men. I was like, I don't men, know period. about that because black don't. No, no, crack. crack. Yeah. yeah, men die earlier than women. So okay. therefore, if you pass away, all your wealth goes to the white woman. Okay. And then some go to the kids, but it go to that white woman and her family. You see what I'm saying? But, but all right. And I know the situation because I'm related to my <laughs> my life right now. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to my grandpa, who I'm named after. Uh, he was a lead singer of the Silhouettes, a doo-wop group back in the 50s. He had a gold record, and he was on American Bandstand, God damn it. And he had a couple of dollars back Your in the day. Your granddad was on American Bandstand? Yeah, he was. He was on American Bandstand. That's fucking, I'm gonna send I, y'all I don't the think clip. I ever heard of about the 50s and 60s. When it comes to music, is American Bandstand mm-hmm. and No Pollock. Yeah, exactly. And my grandpa was on there. And he passed away, right? And I feel some type of way because- <laughs> Hold on, let's reach this. Oh, no, 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 hold no, on. Stop, no, we're not. We're going to keep All it going. Right, go, go, because go. I still feel some type of way. Because he said, when you turn 16, I'm going to give you my car. But he passed away. What kind of away. car was it? What kind of car was it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a similar story, but my shit a little it, more sensitive. It was a that. Nissan Maxima, but it was the station wagon joint. It was the shit back in the day, though. In what day? Back in what day? the 90s. What year did your grandfather He passed pass? away in 95. Okay, in I don't 90s. know why I was still in the 60s. Yeah, I was no, like, no, it no, was no, no fucking the Nissan hatchback no, in the 60s, man. It was in the 90s. So he's like, hey, because he was teaching me how to drive and everything. He's like, yo, this is going to be yours when you turn 16. But he right. passed away when I was 15. And when he died, all his belongings went to the wife. He was married to a black woman, though. Correct. He went to the wife. And I didn't get the car, bro. I was right. hot. What happens when you separate from the wife, mm -hmm. you have a son, mm -hmm. son way younger than all your other siblings, mm. but y'all separated, right. but legally y'all married, and everything that was supposed to go to your youngest son, goes to her. it go to you, and you never do right by the youngest son. How, what you think about that? Damn, that happened to you? I ain't gonna say it publicly. <laughs> what I'm gonna say is, what happens? Type of way. What, yeah, you feel it. Yeah, that's how it. I feel. I feel away. I ain't never get that Nissan Maxima wagon, man. I would have been 16 killing it in high school, bro. You think, was his wife black? His wife was black. You, but hear, it, you hear what I'm hearing? But the, but the little, <laughs> well, my grandpa wasn't rich. Hold up now, hold at up At that now. time in the 90s. So, hold on, hold on. Let me put my drink down. Let me figure this out. So, you telling me, so you telling me, we talk about keeping black. <laughs> But it stayed in with a black family. It wasn't my family, but it stayed with a black All family. Right. So you know that's what, what I, remember we talked about the clubs and shit. We sometimes yeah. we make shit a little bit more difficult for us. Right. We do. Than we, we do. should. We do. Do you feel like you would have got that car if Amber <laughs> You think Amber would have given it to me? Amber would have gave you that. You know why? Because yeah. Amber wouldn't have wanted that motherfucker. Mm. Mm. You know so, what? And I told my mom, I said, Mom. Grandpa said he was gonna give me that when I turned sixteen. So I don't know, but I don't. Know. I don't want to. She's not like communicating with us, so I'm just letting it be. She just let it be. I was so hot though. I was hot for like three, four years. So bro. that's what I'm. So that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to, is this shit about color? <laughs> like, is this about color? <laughs> is this about race relations in America? No, it's not. Or is this about just finding a good, good person, woman, a good person? If she's no. fucking blue, if she's yeah. a good woman. I don't have a problem with who you marry. I don't. I don't have a problem with who you marry. Love who you love. But. You would prefer to live. In my someone. opinion, you can't be a black activist and marry white. That's just my opinion. But who's the black activist that marry white? You can't have a white Nubian queen? Maybe You, you want to name some? My we mom, can name them. Hold on, my mom. We got a lot. Hold on. We can name them. In the sweet. NBA. No, they not activists. Them motherfuckers NBA players. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an activist, goddammit. And mm. he married a white woman. Mm, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. I, got, I, got, I got some backup with this now. I got some backup with this. There's a lot of black activists out there, and they married white. My opinion why on can't he, Why can't she be a supporter of the movement? You could be a supporter. You could be a supporter. It's, nothing, it's a lot of white supporters out there. There's nothing wrong with being a supporter. But are you going to be the one to change? Do you feel like, do you, today it's 2023. 20 goddamn 20, 24, baby. Shit. Yeah, it is. We're in January, baby. Ain't it? <laughs> it's been a new year, damn it, three weeks. Cheers, fool. My bad. <laughs> My bad. You know, mine slips me from time mm -hmm. to time. You know, I got habits. Yeah, we drinking, bro. Yeah, Come I on. got habits. Yeah. Uh, do you think, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a positive impact on black people, black culture, and black yes. history. Yes. So what is white For wife sure. got to do with that? 
Because again, at the end of the day, what's more powerful? Money, correct? Who Bill Russell's wife was? I don't know. I know he ain't married white. Because I'd have known him. <laughs> the reality of this shit is yeah. the only activist wife that we really knew was Coretta. Yeah, Coretta, for sure. Other than that, for sure. it's an ir- not an irrelevant position, for sure. but it's irrelevant to be judged. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm telling you, bro, it's a deeper... It's That's a, what... Get Umar to sit right next to you. I'm going to grill both of y'all ass <laughs> at the same time in this green chair. No, because, look, what's the name said it? I don't know who said it. It might have been Dr. Umar. I, don't, I can't remember who said it, but they said, yo, man. Because I, I, I'm a product of it. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm a product of it. Like, as soon as I got a little money, I did the I did what black people feel like we could be fucking successful. I went and bought me a, I went and bought me an Escalade. And I want both me a Mercedes Benz, bro. You put rims on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I put exhaust pipes on my first Escalade and everything. Nigga's like, yo, Escalade ain't supposed to be loud, bro. Uh, hey, fuck hey, that. I'm doing this. Hey, but listen. That's, my first, my first few cars, boy, I, I put everything you could on them bitches. I'm my saying, name yo. in the seats, rims, grill, system, every fucking. It was like a, a routine. But like, see, I, I would buy a car. And I wouldn't get it for a month because right. it went straight to the chop shop. Right. Here you go. It's a conversation in the NBA, too, with uh, white teammates and black teammates. What about? Uh, I can't remember what, 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 what NBA players it was. I, I will tell you this. This yeah. is probably what you're saying. Yeah. When it comes to a, a, the black NBA player and the white NBA player, the dynamic of your expectation when it comes to your family. Yes. Night and day. That's what it was. That's exactly Night what it and day. Was. When you're a black, uh, majority of the time, when mm-hmm. you're a black NBA player and you make it, this is for us. Yeah. Your hood, <laughs> your family, <laughs> your girl. Like, mm-hmm. we have this we made it culture. Right. We do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that immediately gives you so much unwarranted pressure when I've seen my white teammates we like, yeah, what you do with your new deal? Oh, man, shit, I'm still sleeping on the couch. My college roommate and, you know, my parents are just letting me do my thing. And right. it's completely, completely two different. completely different dynamics of expectations, bro, mm-hmm. in our communities. Is it, like, is it like that for comedy or is the money not the yes. same? Not to say comedians don't get money, but is the, expect, is the expectation yes. still the same once well, you get to well, a you're certain? you're a breadwinner regardless. If you're a black and you're a breadwinner, it's the same it's a, expectations. It's a us. It's, a, it's a us thing. We. It's a us thing. Nigga, we, we made it. I can show you a text message right now from five different people asking just for money. Oh, yeah. Just for money. They getting creative with it. <laughs> they getting creative with it. You know the worst thing happened about get money guys and motherfuckers that need money? Yeah. It's too much access. Oh, my God. You got God. Apple Pay. We Pay. Hey, all I get is hey, PayPal. Hey, all I get Apple is... Apple requests. I don't even get high. I just get requests. It's like, come on, cuzzo. Oh, uh, nah. I don't play that game. Look, then I get the whole... I don't, your whole number it's only 250 get, your, whole, your whole number would get blocked if you send me a request yeah, that, that I didn't requests, tell you to bro. send to me. All requests. I'm at, that, I'm at that place, though. Right. I'm at that place. Look, I'm, I was in the NBA 20 years ago. Yeah. I've been out of it going on two. Yeah. Don't ask me for a motherfucking thing. I'm unemployed too, shout <laughs> I'm unemployed too. Don't ask I'm me. I'm working now. You see what I'm doing? I'm working. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Trying. I'm trying to figure it out like like you are. I'm trying to fit shit. If I had it like that, I, you won't even hear from me. <laughs> 
You would have to hear none of this shit. I would literally be underground. I wouldn't be in the underground lounge. You will hear a fucking word from me. Nigga, my mom just sent me a request of 1500 I said, Mom, what are you getting? What are you doing? I don't want to go to Atlantic City. What's your What's your mom advice? She gamble? Yes, man. Mine do too, Fuck, bro. Man. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, uh, I thought I was on one God, day. She want to get a car Ooh. service to Jersey. Drive. No. Oh, no. My mom, my mom will hike it. But She'll hike it? My mom is one of them sit at the slot machine ladies, man. She don't fuck it. That's she, all she do. She don't do none of the uh, tables. My, she just do slots. Oh, That's my it. God. My mom, my mom, Bahamas, Vegas, slot she machine. She ever win and give you a couple dollars, though? Fuck no. That's what I want. That'll nigga, be the day. Nigga, my she mom don't win. win. Nigga, my That's mom, why she keep asking for money, man. My, my mom won like, she said, she said, baby, I hit for 7500 I said, okay. I'm thinking she was going to send You should have sent her ass that request back for your principal. You should have sent it back for that fifteen hundred. Nigga, she wants seventy five hundred. Yeah. I was hype, like okay. So imagine, imagine if if Mama doing us like that. Imagine how many people in our lives. Oh that's how, but that's how athletes go broke. A lot of people think it's like you just got a reckless spending habit. Yeah. It ain't that we got reckless it's spending habits. We just got crazy overhead. And once the checks stop, mm -hmm. it gets completely different. If you if you got forty fifty thousand dollars in bills a month, right? And but you making half a million dollars every two weeks. That shit is, you know. It's right up. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket. What's, what's the average life in the NBA players? What's the average? Four years. Four years. Wow. Four years. Four years is the average lifespan of an mm. NBA career. Mm. And it take us five years after that to go broke. To go broke. And have Damn. to figure it out, the majority of us. Damn. But it's overhead, bro. It's overhead. It's bad investments. It's yeah. bad management. So, you know, this is what I was told. Shouts out to... Uh, I got a name drop. Shouts out to Rashid Wallace. Uh, once I started making a little money, I guess he found out. He called. Hey, we need to have a meeting. I know you're doing the show in Charlotte. I'm pulling up, but we need to talk beforehand. So, all right, cool. Man, he sat me down and gave me the game, bro. Hey, I know family members going to be asking for this. They're going to be doing this. I don't know if it was like that perfect timing, but I needed that meeting. Though. That's With, amazing. It was just one-on-one because, -on -one you know, we went to Simon Gratz High together. That's so, amazing. Top basketball school, you know what I'm saying? I played on the team. Don't we start was, that shit. We was top 20. Spank. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying Don't I done made it to the NBA, shit, but I'm saying I could have made it overseas. That's How all I'm saying. How many points did you average in high school? That's not the point. The it point is the is. point because you just said <laughs> that you thought you could play overseas. How many points did you average in the high school? The point is in high school. Overseas is harder than the NBA, bro. Well, it depends it's harder on the league. To, it's harder to stick. It's stick, not yeah. harder than the actual. Right. And it depends on the league, too, though. There's some bullshit leagues overseas. Come you on, You can't now. play in none of You can't, man. When I was fucking 22, 23, bro, coming out of college, I could have played over there, bro. That's and like the me, worst, that's, and Spank, the worst that's overseas That's like league. me being a class clown, and I'm like, yeah, I could have been a fucking comedian. You could have been a low tier. You could have been a low tier comedian. Because I'm funny in class. Fuck no, man. But you know it's a lot of <laughs> class clowns try to do it. And that's another way you go broke. Investing into some <laughs> shit you know ain't gonna work. <laughs> that's another that's another one of our problems. And though, they say with, the top ones is restaurants, car washes. Yeah, cause we cause listen, uh it, it takes me to be it takes me to be thirty seven and retired to understand <clears> that <throat> you never invest in anything that you don't know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. It's it's like why would you invest in a restaurant? You ain't never waited tables. You don't right. know nothing about nothing. Right. Your management probably has never worked in uh, food and beverage. Nope. 
it take it takes so much. Like, bro, we invest in so much shit because it sounds good and we Something. fans of it and yeah. we like it. Like yeah. I told you, I told you the last time we spoke, I invested in the water company. Yeah. I don't know shit about water. <laughs> I was, I I, I you know, you know what I thought? I'm like, everybody drinks water. This got to be a great idea. Like, don't laugh at me, but I'm about to. Invest in something similar. I'm about to. You finna buy you one of them spritzers, ain't you? <laughs> spritzers is popular right now. Everybody getting robbed out of spritzer money. No, it's not spritzers, but I got an opportunity. I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about it yet. You I should talk about it because I, I so I can make fun of it. Tell you don't do the shit. What is it? Gas station. You go. You you buy or buy. It's not. It's not. It's not 100. percent That's the only you reason do, why. I'm, you do know we going fully electric. electric. I know that. I know that. And, and it's the thing they told me. They said in the next seven years you're still going to be profitable, like crazy, still. How? After the seven years, though, he said shit gonna get tight. That's so why I said. He let me want... ask you a question. Go ahead, See, go ahead. that's why we shouldn't invest in shit we don't know nothing don't... about. True. Because you saying he telling you in seven years you still gonna be profitable. You're seventy percent to the mark of extinction. You don't think that the market is gonna everybody gonna start saying, well, let me kind of go oh, this yeah, I'm way. Yeah, I'm a sell. I'm a and... No, I'm a... he not telling me hundred percent. He not telling me fifty. What kind of? He uh, said twenty percent. What kind of? What kind... Oh, sure. Don't worry about it. We got ghost already. All right, we're not doing it. We're not. That's that's a sign. That's a sign. <laughs> okay. I'm not invested in that. Cash <laughs> that's a sign. Let me ask you this: <laughs> Anything happens in the lounge, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never, I never been to a good lounge. It don't get a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is the underground lounge. But any, anyways, what kind of gas station, bro? Gas station with a little mini market. He said you got to do gas station with a mini market because that's how you make extra money with the whole. What's the what's the? It's a brand name or y'all? Brand, just gonna, it's a brand y'all name. I'm not gonna say the brand name, gas. but it's a brand name. Far as the brand name is gonna give us money as well yeah. too because of the brand name, using the brand name. How much you know, does a gas station cost? I gotta go to all my paperwork and all that. See, you shouldn't do this shit. You supposed to be able to just no, because my financial advisor is doing all. With so me. that's all right. So that 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 goes to my point. Like, think about, I came into the NBA, I was 17. Right. I, you just got to trust that somebody telling you, yeah, this is a good idea. True. You know True. what I'm saying? When a lot of times we probably going to hire a management that's just going to be. That's going to take care of everything. It's gonna, just going to be that's your true. local guy that watched you play since right, you was right. a kid. <laughs> he seems like a pretty cool businessman. How much you need? I got <laughs> yeah, you, bro. <laughs> and, and we put all his money in his hands to invest in shit that we've never, ever Right. understood or did any research or have any background in and we throw tons of money like 250 grand is a ton of money i don't care it how is. much money no, you no it is it is but see i only have to put that much you know what i'm saying he told me look i just want you to see how it is i give you 20 percent so, so 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 that's what i'm saying a motherfucker telling you man just throw 250 in there <laughs> With a, in a, listen, call, yo, hey, listen. I don't want to do it. Hey, listen. How much? How much was your S six hundred? You got part. Oh, let me not tell you. Right, come on, man. We don't. Hypothetically speaking, if you had an S six hundred outside, how much do you think that S six hundred is? How much I pay for that? It was like one ten. Uh, I think we got a confirmation. One ten. I think like one ten. Would you? Would you toss a motherfucker your keys to two of them? So again, so it's language when these people talk to us about investing. Right. That's true. Two hundred and fifty just 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 throw two fifty in there. Right. Like I done threw so many two fifties at some shit right. that true. I never got back. You had more two fifties than me though. You had more two fifties than me. Uh, you put me out there. I, I got a mean oh, jump shot. Yeah, you can Google it. I you can shoot. Google, yo. I can shoot. Yeah, you can Google it. People yo. like to pay to see the shit. So it worked out. <laughs> 
it worked out. However, I'm retired and I'm going to your show tonight. Right? <laughs> you see how shit work? You see how it go? Right, right. You see how it is, man? So, no. but how many, because I've thrown a lot of 250s at shit that didn't work. Right. Like to this date, I can't, I can't really even hang my hat on a real investment that I can really be proud of. I'll say that publicly. I'm just really the past, I'm gonna say five, six years getting into investing. But the first thing when I met uh, a person to get me into stocks, he said, first thing you wanna invest in, invest in everything that you use. So I started thinking about, okay, I fly Delta a lot. <laughs> I invested in Delta. Can I say this, or is this? Uh, no, no, I'm laughing. Or is this whistling? This I'm might be it. bad. No, say what you say. You what, say what you, you invest in on stocks, because I know that stock market shit. No, crazy. No, you no, go no. to jail. Right, right now for 2024, top four you're not gonna, uh, bro. You're not. Finna, you're not gonna shake the Nasdaq up with I this don't shit, know, man. man. Come I, on, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want no trouble. <laughs> Right, right, okay. Okay. And you know what my stepdad told me? See, somebody told you to invest in shit that you that use you every day. Everything my stepdad told me, you need to listen, motherfucking uh uh construction trucks, how you how they gonna build it if they don't use the trucks? He <laughs> so I'm investing in uh motherfucking uh what's the fucking company? Uh uh what's the the big ass yellow trucks, man, I forget the company. What is it? Cat had me invested in cat because you know what I'm thinking. What? Shit, you, you, you can't build nothing without it. You know, <laughs> vending machines. I forgot about vending machines. Vending machines until I realized, oh, I gotta stock these motherfuckers. Yeah. No, no, I gotta buy the, I gotta go to Sam's Club and bro, yeah, make sure. I was getting, I was getting them for my son. I said, yo, bro, I'm gonna get you like five vending machines. This is what you gotta do. I, I laid everything out to him because I knew somebody from Philly that does them. I laid it all out to him. So like, uh, that's too much work. I don't yeah, it's like you the it's like you bro, the candy you lady. You the bro. candy like, lady times a hundred. Like I don't want this job. I'm some running around trapping flame hot Cheetos all day. Thirty five cents a bag. I don't want this fucking gig, Dad. And they tell you, and you gotta find places to put them. That's another. That's the hardest part. But see, that's I feel like that, it's a Ponzi scheme because you from Philly, I'm from Atlanta, right? And people are telling us to invest in some of the same bullshit. Same bullshit it is. It's like, bro, if if uh, if you're passionate about, it's different strokes for different folks. It so is. I don't want to just shit on but the you vending machine people. Right, right. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. But you know what I'm gonna do? Because we did it. I'm gonna set a meeting with you, bro. With uh, uh, Kev's Heartbeat Ventures. That's why I'll be sitting down talking to you as well. Too. Yeah. Now that's and something they, I can see. I can yeah. believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> Go we gonna sit down. I'm gonna call him. We gonna sit down and like he ain't gonna lie. He's been helping me with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I got you. I got you. You my guy. Come on. I got you. But uh, so uh, the average NBA player plays for four years and then the following five years they go broke. Easy numbers game, bro. Yeah. Easy numbers game. I shit. I I do it like this. You make five million dollars. Two and a half of that gone. You mm -hmm. got agent fees, probably another 50 of that gone. Mm -hmm. um, you great. got your dues. A lot of people don't know we got dues for dues. the MB MBPA. So yeah, what? you got dues. So everybody put their money in the pot. So you figure you got 450 NBA players. Mm -hmm. I think the dues is 15 to 20 grand a year. 
Everybody wow. put it in the pot. That's how we able to get our health care and all of that type of shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, you got dues. Then you got uh, you got your personal staff. Right. So I'm talking Everybody about just has, the staff yeah. of financial financial yeah. advisor is probably 1%. Mm -hmm. Agent at a high number is going to get 4%. Right. Or, but you can negotiate from 1 to 4. Okay. So before you look up, you probably at 1.5 million off of five God. with nothing. And these benzes that we keep talking about in these mansions and shit, <laughs> these girlfriends and these Chanel bags, mm. before you know it, you you not a millionaire no more. Right. You a high thousandaire on paper. You can tell a motherfucker, fuck you, I'm a millionaire. Right. In real life, a lot of that pie gone. God. Yeah, damn. so you got to, so again, and we 17, 18 year old kids, these are our first experiences. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take us, I don't care what you go to school for, it's gonna take you five, six years of that experience to even realize what's happening to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was, hey listen man, I had a, I had a week, I had a week, I bought a Ferrari and a Lamborghini in the same week and I, I rationalized it with my financial advisor and he was like, I can't legally tell you what to do with your money, but I don't think that's a good decision. Right. And I said, it's cool, I make a bunch of this shit. <laughs> that's what you told him. I did, <laughs> I did, I, but I was young. What year was this, what year, you remember? Man, I had to be 24, I had to be 24, 25 years old. So it was old. like the sixth or seventh season? Yeah, see? Damn. Remember when I told you I don't remember a goddamn thing yeah, with did, people around did, me? Yeah. So 2012. That's that's considered the fourth wall right there. Remember we were talking earlier. Yeah, you yeah. like, it was the, the fourth, fourth wall. wall yeah. That's the fourth wall with him. this motherfucker <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, like you have, you have, you want to enjoy some of this stuff too, yeah, bro. you do. Like you, do. you want to enjoy it. And so it's nobody sitting there giving you real numbers because it's coming in so fast. Money coming in so fast. That's just a contract. Like, you might have a shoe deal. You might have some endorsements. So mm -hmm. you feel like this shit is going to be forever. It was right. culture shock to me. The first week, I didn't get a big check from being retired. Mm. Where it was like, oh. I got to figure this shit out. Yeah, like, <laughs> life has begun. <laughs> like, I feel like my life really started when I, ret when I retired, bro. Wow. Because I never spent that much time at home. Never, never read. Listen, all my mail. My mom has a habit of coming to my house with a shoebox, taking all my mail, right. taking it to her house, coming back the next day. Like, boy, you, need to you got shit to pay. <laughs> you don't look at your mail. I'm like, how I'm gonna look at my mail. You come get you it. Take it. Right. You've been doing this for 20 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was my first time of really introducing myself to my real life. Yeah. Like I had never spent weeks at a time in my own crib. So is that is that another reason where they say a lot a lot of when athletes retire they get a divorce too because now they home yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. You don't from... really know the woman you married. Mm. Yeah, like I'm from Atlanta. Right. If I'm playing for the Clippers, she might move with me, mm. but I'm on the road three four nights a week. I only got to deal with her for two nights at, two a, nights time. at a time. Wow. You dig what I'm saying? I got to deal with her two nights at a time during the week. You know how we keep her happy? Keep sending her to the mall. To the mall. That's how you keep her quiet. That's why that's why it can it's okay. It's okay. I understand. It's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I'll stay home with the kids. Right. <laughs> it's okay. You know why? Cause she can shop in that's peace. Right. You ain't in her fucking ear. And mm. you on the road doing whatever you doing. She ain't in your ear. Mm. Come home two days out that week, play family, and then you retire and you gotta deal with this shit 24-7. Oh, and you like, hold on, lady. You're not gonna roll over, play family. You're not gonna roll over, play family like that. Nah, this is real shit. I said over. it. I said it. I said it. Play family. 
play Damn, play house tough, yeah, you playing tough. house you on your you on your best behavior because the moment that you walk out of that door mm-hmm. a lot of my good brothers are who they say they are real right. god-fearing family right. men and some of us like to play Damn. you know what i'm saying some of us like me included i take i say i'm first so anybody saying i'm talking too much about it right i was one of i was one of i was a team captain Damn. how about that you know what i'm saying but that's the reality so when you get when you get to a place where like i said I, I was single, so I'm coming home with just my crib. Yeah. But At imagine, one point you weren't single though. You had No, I had I had yeah, two different two yeah. separate cracks at having yeah. a family. Yeah, it just know. it just didn't work out. But right. you come home and you got you got that scenario where you got a wife and mm-hmm. let's say you don't even have kids involved. Or you got a long time girlfriend. Y'all y'all really gotta get to know each other for real. Mm. Cause he's used to spending time with you. Then dip it. Getting the fuck out of here. Right. Spending time with you, getting the fuck out of here. So how you gonna keep her happy when your yeah, your keeper your keeper happy button is to send her to the mall. Right. And that half a million dollar check that you got last week, that ain't a half a million dollar check this week. So Damn. this week you gotta tell her, I can still send you to the mall, but like, oh let me see. <laughs> <laughs> let me see what else I got on the on the forecast before right, we right. We spend the money on that, and that's when a, a lot of those dynamics, what you what you're used to, and the life that y'all have been accustomed to having for years at a time, right. like this is a, you talk about a career worth of time, bro. If you're a ten year vet, and let's add the kids in, bring the kids into the scenario. Now the kids getting older, you don't want them to move every time you move. You might be at the tail end of your career where you're gonna have a bunch of stops. Right. That's just how it go at the end of your career. Your right. ass just starts sliding all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Now you got a, a nine-year-old. You don't want that nine-year-old to not have a consistent home, consistent friends, yeah. build a, a sense of community, sense of community build community. a sense of herself, you know, be able to grow in and become herself. So now you say, well, wifey, you stay at home. Mm-hmm. You stay where you are with the, with the baby or with the babies or whatever. I'm going to go out on the road. So now you're spending months at a time without your... Without your- your family mm. so when you come home man y'all don't know who y'all are for longer than who five. that little nigga <laughs> yeah for real straight up because you know what it is you get into your room you check in do your check-in phone call right go back to living your life she go back to managing the house so mm. you know your wife for five minutes at a time for real wow so hell yeah she leaving your ass when that shit when when right. the shit that keep a smile on right, her face right. ain't ain't there no more that that resource ain't there no more and it get different. Never looked at it like that. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. See how much information you can get when you just sit down and have a conversation with somebody like an NBA vet slash retired. How about <clears throat> I sound like you about to say some wild shit. No, I'm not. I'm Anytime not. a motherfucker uh, clear their throat and look up. No, because when they come down, go ahead. Let no, me. No, I'm about to segue into. When you retired, right? You know, we know each other. So when we retired, you had put a post on your story. Oh, and the shit. post on your story was on some big three type thing, right? Well, I scooped it all up. You good. So I was like, you good, oh, shit. Boy. Hey, My, you good, boy? You did this hey, shit before? On. Hey, come on, bro. Ooh, I did a couple times. I did a couple times. You did this before. So when you retired, we thinking, oh, God, Lou going to the oh, big man. three now. What happened with that, bro? I thought it was... Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody hate like, oh shit, my guy Lou gonna be in the big three now. I thought it was, I thought it was premature for me, um, 
to do it so fresh out mm-hmm. of out of the the league. Out of the league. I I thought it was I thought it was fresh. However, I was a fan of the league. Right. Um. If anybody recall, I went to the very first Big Three event in Brooklyn, New York. I was there. Oh wow. Yeah, I was there because shout out the Ice Cube. Yeah. Shout out the uh, shout out the Cube for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Cube texted me and I didn't text him back. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like I ain't respond back in the in the right time, so I just let it be. So right. no disrespect to Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for that man right there, AI was was the guy that was being featured. Yeah. So I flew I flew up to New York. <clears throat> I thought it was a dope concept, and I was like, man, this is cool as hell. Yeah. And um, I got there in Brooklyn, man, and it was a uh, it was a ruckus environment, and I remember my first thought was, "I don't think AI know what he signed up for." Right. Because I felt like, I felt like my brother thought it was gonna be like an all-star game type of environment, yeah, some friendly, fun, friendly, <clears throat> be able to do tricks. Right. And when I got there, the first game was going on, and Corey McGetty had tore his ACL right in front of me. Yep. Yep. I remember that game. And I remember thinking. Oh shit! I don't think my brother know this is going on. Like, this is not gonna last long. You know what I'm saying? A lot of players uh, that first season, a lot of players got hurt. A a lot of guys, Mm -hmm. a lot of guys, because you know, I don't think they realized it was gonna be as competitive competitive, as it as it was, and as it's turned in and to be. And I think that's one of the reasons why Cube isn't getting um, bigger names, bigger marquee guys, because. Man, you spend a you spend decades and 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 years of highly competitive shit. Right. So when you when you retire and then you go into another thing, right. That's really not the energy that that's yeah. really not the energy that you that's own. You that's want. why yeah. you see now, it's kind of it's turned into a hybrid where the NBA players that you do have, they're older guys and they're getting celebrated, or they're coaching, and then the young guys, the young overseas guys, the street ball guys yeah, yeah, are yeah. carrying the league because. They are still in such of a competitive mind state. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And so for me, I was ready to do it. Um, I wanted to do it. I started training for it. I actually had got to a place where I was I was preparing for it. Um, was tailor making my my workouts for it. Um, but then the business came in and I didn't think it was gonna be something. Um I was just in a space like Listen, I ain't arguing with y'all about nothing. I'm going to tell y'all what I want. If I can't have what I want, I'm not doing it. You know what I'm saying? And so the first little pushback I got, yeah, I was just, just like, got out of I'm cool. And I think that's probably where Cube is running into a a, a wall with talent. Mm, now, talent. all the political, okay. all of that type of shit, I, I feel for Cube because I feel like um, – I genuinely do feel like the NBA should work more hand in hand with Q because what he's trying to do is coming from a good place. It is. And if they're able to ever find a way to get on the same page, I think it could be beneficial for both parties because what Cube is doing for the big three is revolutionary. Oh, it is. It is. And it's giving guys an opportunity to make some cheese and, and travel on the weekends and, and light that old fire. Right. But it's a it's a it's a gift and a curse with that. Again, we we used to certain accommodations. Certain amount of, yeah, it's not we the same. To, yeah, yeah. So it's like the D League in a way. Would you? Put no, it? not even, not, not that? even that. It's not. No, even I'm talking like about far as like traveling and because it's not the same money when you're in the D League and you're in the NBA. Yeah, so I don't think we gonna. I don't. I don't think Cuba will get to a place where he's gonna be able to offer us NBA money, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I genuinely think it won't ever get. Even if we get like a lot of sponsors and the NBA like work with them. 
I used to make 150 a game. Mm, I'm yeah. one person, and yeah. I ain't never made 10 million. So right. imagine what you dig. What I'm saying? I don't think the, I don't yeah. I don't think yeah. they have the. I don't think it's ever gonna get to a place where that type of money is gonna be made. So if you're not gonna make that type of money, you at least should have your accommodation game down. Accommodate right the hotel. Like at least right. have the have the lifestyle part of it yeah. still intact. If you're not gonna be able to do it on the financial side, right. guys already know coming into it, you're not gonna make the money. Right. But it can't be motherfucking. You taping your own ankles too no, and all no, this. No, I know. Like it I went, can't. I went to uh, shout out my guy, our guy, Jared Jack. So Jared Jack mm-hmm. had a game. He said, "Yo, what you doing? You in Vegas?" I said, "Yo, I got a game. Pull up." So I'm gonna pull up. So I pull up to the game. Back, I'm uh, I'm not backstage. What y'all call it? locker room and all that? I know a couple other players. I'm talking mm-hmm. to them and all that. Yeah, what do we call it in sports? We yeah, we, don't call it backstage. Yeah, I call it the locker room, right? Yeah, we just yeah. in the back. I'm in the back. Yeah. Come to the back. <laughs> so yeah. I'm in the locker room. It was uh, a bunch of them back there. We back there. We talking this and that. They go play the game. Uh, uh, Jack, make sure I had a little floor seat or whatever. So I'm watching the game. They doing this. Somebody got hurt too. After the game, we go back to the Virgin Hotel in Vegas. Shouts out to Vegas. Uh, is this a sponsored hotel? I don't want to. shit sponsor yet. So right, so, say what you okay, say. Okay, I can say what I want. Oh, because I don't want to know where everybody know they going on. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can say what the fuck we want to say today. <laughs> so, so we had the, so we had the, uh, I'm, I'm bringing this story up because it's a funny story in it. So we go back to the Virgin Hotel. I'm chilling with the, I'm not saying the Virgin Hotel, but that's where all the players was at. So I met up with Jack and them at the Virgin Hotel. So, uh, Jack like, yo, everybody about to come down. We're going to play spades, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, bet. So a uh, bunch of the players came down. Shouts out. I'm not going to remember everybody's name, but shouts out to them. Stop well, shouting sh- these motherfuckers out then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remember everybody's name. You're right. I'm a little tipsy right now. I ain't going to lie to you. We're going to have a good show tonight. <laughs> I'm a little tipsy I right you, now. So. I got the good seats. You got, you, you got oh, y'all good. Y'all straight. Y'all already yeah, know. Yeah, I'm going to be up there. <laughs> that motherfucker drunk. <laughs> So we down there. So somebody pulled out the cards. It was play spades, right? So we down there. There's a bunch of it was like ten of us. Got you in a boo ray game. No, no, they ain't get us in the boo ray. You know, yeah. we play guts. So uh, you got to teach me how to play guts. It's similar, it's similar to blu ray. Yeah. Similar to blu ray. Blu ray. So uh, Charles Oakley goes, "Yo, I think he was coaching somebody at the time. I'm not sure, or he was just there." Yo, let's go, man. We playing spades. So you know me. I never met Charles before. Never met Oakley before. He goes, "Hey, man." Everybody in here showing you a lot of love. Who you? Like, <laughs> hey man, I'm just spank, bro. I'm just a guy that comes around. We used to play or something? I said, nah, I never play you, bro. I'm just a comedian. Like, why, oh, you that's why, I, why you didn't tell him that overseas shit you was trying to tell me? <laughs> yeah, Oka different. Uh, yeah, Oka like, took the few niggas up before I went in trouble. <laughs> so Oka goes, hey man, you my partner. You know how I play? I said, yeah, I know how I play, bro. Are you my partner? I said, cool. You my partner. Cool, let's go. Bro, when I tell you every hand Charles Oakley cursed me the fuck out every, hey man, where the fuck you learn how to play? I was like, hey, come on, man, chill, bro. Like, there's a lot of people around. Just relax, bro. You ain't got to be talking to me. No, fuck that. Play, bro. See, so that's how I feel about Dame Dash. Some scenarios, <laughs> I'm not going to set the table for Dame Dash to come curse me out. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not sitting at I'm not sitting at the table with Dame Dash sit here smoking his weed. T- so you don't you you don't know what you, you don't know, know shit. You don't yeah, shit. I ain't doing that. Go ahead, bro. bro he cursed me out every hand. Charles on the tip where if you're a partner, right, and you cut a and you cut a uh, hand, yeah, you my partner. You gotta stay there. I'm gonna throw off, right. So when I threw off, 
The other player cut higher than Charlie said, hey, man, you're supposed to cut higher. I said, you're my partner, bro. I can't cut you. I didn't know he was cutting yet. He just right. started cutting, bro. Right. That nigga cursed me. I said, all right, I'm going to cut you from now on. But I ain't going to lie. After I started cutting him, we won every game. He, he probably got a style of play. Yeah, that's his style of play. His yeah. style is aggressive. Yeah, we play. Fuck we, that if you threw the 10 out, the cut. Uh, nigga, yeah. I'm throwing out the goddamn jack. We, we play spades with a lot of different groups of people. And yeah. it gets to the point we play so much that everybody just got their style of play. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So you just countering the, the bullshit that they do. Like, yeah. we got my homies Bash, Nate, Vok, Jizz. We, we play uh, spades with them. They aggressive. So the first time that some get cut, yeah. we know immediately a spade is coming right behind it because now that's the game that they want to play. So that, But we don't play like that. Right. We might cut some, yeah, you cut but some if up. I still got ace, yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw my ace. I'll be back. I'm right. cutting. Yeah, so everybody got their style of play, and Oak was just on some aggressive nah, shit. Oak was on some aggressive <laughs> shit, man. I'm talking to the point where, so, you know, it's, it's Oakley. Shouts out to Flight, James White. Uh, God damn, man, my name is but it was a bunch of us, whatever. So we all there playing. So one guy is on his phone FaceTiming somebody, but the camera is straight on Oak. Uh, but he he's tweaking. FaceTiming him. So Oak go, hey, man, stop videoing me. So dude go, huh? He act like he couldn't hear him. Huh? Nigga. <laughs> Oak stood up. <laughs> Look, up. meanwhile, big ass cloud. <laughs> a big 6'10", six, 6'11". Mean ass. I will smack the shit out you, Cloud. That's this phone. What'd I say? Stop videoing me. He said, yo, man, I'm FaceTiming. I'm not videoing you. So he looked at the phone and said, oh, all right. I ain't know you was FaceTiming. How you doing? <laughs> How do you finish playing? Yeah, we sat back down. We no, fuck that. Oh, yo, oh, it. I'm pulling my pants up. And I'm a sh I ain't going to say that out loud. <laughs> Oak fucking be looking for me. I get caught up in a headlock at the back backstage of a Clippers game somewhere, <laughs> and I don't know why the fuck I'm in a headlock because <laughs> I done said some bullshit. Oh, shouts out to Charles Oakley though, yeah. man. We won about I think we won like damn near a stack that night though, because you know we was playing for money or whatever. We won like a stack that night. We won every game after the first. Let one. me tell you this: we gotta we gotta get out of here because you got a show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Evan like me to talk about evergreen shit, so I ain't gonna make it time sensitive. We gotta get out of here, man, but. In closing, man, I, I really appreciate what we can build with this show. This is this is day one. This is yeah, show one. one. Come on now, come and, on now. And we gonna get we gonna get to a place. We gonna like I said, the humor could get dark, but this yeah. is a place where good conversations yes. can start. Yes, and let them know what the show is gonna be about, man. It's not just gonna be two guys just talking back and forth. It's a hybrid. It's gonna yeah. be whatever we can do in 2024. Yeah. You have the opportunity to create whatever it is that you would like to see. So for me, I don't want people to just tune in and see two guys talking. I want to bring in different guests right. from all walks of life. I want right. to have a live DJ. Right. I, want to have, I want to have live performances. I want it to be a hybrid of yeah. so many things, a comfortable and fun place people can come. Get and an sometimes, and, and listen, yeah. and, and sometimes the conversation get uncomfortable and you can walk away from them and yeah. still shake hands with people. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that's what the Underground Lounge is about. Oh, yeah. It's all about good vibes, good oh, yeah. energy. Oh, yeah. And every and every once in a while, we might interview somebody or invite them into our space for the fact of getting some straightening. Right, right. Straight up and down like that. Spank Horton, Lou Will, Underground Lounge. Love. We out, y'all.